2: Yes, it's the Magnificent Montague, the Saturday night transcribed feature on NBC's All-Star Festival of Comedy, Music, Mystery, and Drama. Brought to you by Chesterfield, the cigarette that has for you what every smoker wants. Mildness plus no unpleasant aftertaste. The cigarette that brings you Bing Crosby and Bob Hope. By the makers of Anacin for fast relief from the pain of headache, neuritis, and neuralgia. And by R.C.A. Victor, world leader in radio, first in recorded music, first in television. Before we hear from the Magnificent Montague, let's hear from two fellows who have something in common. Bob, do you
3: realize we only have one thing in common? Hardly enough for a happy marriage, is it? What's that mean?
4: Chesterfields, of course. We both like them, we both sell them.
3: And we'd better get to sell them now. You know, folks, better tasting Chesterfield is the only cigarette that combines for you mildness with no unpleasant aftertaste.
4: How do you know they're mild? Well, you just make our mildness test. You buy them, open them up, and enjoy
3: that milder aroma. Then smoke a Chesterfield. You'll know it's milder because it smokes milder. And Chesterfield leaves no unpleasant aftertaste. That fact has been confirmed by the country's first and only cigarette taste panel. So, always buy Chesterfield. Let's sum it up musically.
5: Buy Chesterfield, Chesterfield, the one that proves its case. Yes, Chesterfields are milder, milder, plus no aftertaste. So, ho,
6: open the pack and give them a sniff. Then you'll smoke them.
2: When Edwin, the magnificent Montague, left the Shakespearean stage to become Uncle Goodhart, star of an afternoon radio program, he felt his downfall was complete. But today, with a radio salary check coming in regularly, good food on the table, his thoughts of ever returning to his beloved stage grow dimmer and dimmer. It is breakfast time in the Montague apartment. Lily, Edwin's wife and former leading lady is setting the table. And Agnes, the Montague maid, is in the kitchen preparing the master's morning meal. Something is burning. Mm-hmm.
6: Uh,
2: what's that? Agnes! What is
6: it, honey?
7: Agnes, is something burning? Hey, I hear you? I asked, is
8: something burning? I honey, I couldn't hear you. I'm in the middle of cooking the magnificent monster's breakfast. <laughs> is something burning? Naturally, I said I was cooking his breakfast. Oh, well. Is his toast ready? Almost. It's on the floor. All I have to do is stamp out the floor. Oh,
6: Agnes,
8: I wish you'd pay a little more attention to Edwin's breakfast. It's his first meal. For 25 years, I've been trying to make it his last. <laughs> oh, now, really, Agnes. Oh, Edwin's coming. Now comes the throat warming up.
6: <laughs> Thank you, Mario Lanza. <laughs> Good morning,
8: there.
4: Uh, uh, something's burning.
6: Just
4: a toast. Oh, for a moment I thought Agnes got her head caught in the oven.
6: If it happened to you, you could
8: always grow another head.
4: I would like to grow another foot, and I know just where I would put it.
8: Oh, please, can't we have
7: one morning without these arguments? Now bring in Edmund's breakfast. Okay. Wait till I put on my rubber gloves.
6: <laughs>
4: Uh, Lily? Uh, Agnes looks a little run down. Why don't you take her down to a filling station for a spring checkup?
6: Now, Ed. Oh, nothing
4: it? serious. Just have her oil change and put some air in her head.
7: Stop. Read the newspaper. Here's the drama section. Drama
4: section? What possibly could be happening in the theater now that I'm not in it? mean, the radio section. There might be something about my Uncle Goodhart program.
7: Here. After what the theater meant to us, how you could lose interest in it? Lily,
4: I... the theater is dead. It is now nothing but a hobby for television actors.
7: <laughs> right, Edwin, read your radio section. I'll read the drama page. Edwin, listen. Something about Max Garland, who used to produce all your Shakespearean
4: plays. Well, uh-huh, the great impresario. What is Max the moron up to now?
7: <laughs> listen, it said Max Garland, one of Broadway's most
4: beloved producers. Beloved? That's a newspaper word for no talent. <laughs>
7: has just been made casting director for Rodgers and Hammerstein.
4: Well, they've seen their last hit.
6: (laughs)
7: Oh, I'm so glad for Max. Listen to this. Garland is already at work choosing actors for the touring company of Rodgers and Hammerstein's great musical, South Pacific.
4: They're letting Max Garland pick a road company, eh? (laughs) When he gets through, Rodgers and Hammerstein will have to hit the road. (laughs) Lily, why are you wasting my time with these tidbits of trivia?
7: Trivia? Edwin. the theater used to be our lives. When you took the job in radio, it was just something temporary until you could get a good
4: role on the stage. Really, the CFL is dead. Let's face it, radio's the coming thing. young and alive.
8: Here's your breakfast, Henry Aldrich. <laughs>
4: ah, really, Agnes, with meat prices the way they are, why don't you go out and have your tongue pickled?
8: <laughs> Edwin, you'll be late for your broadcast. Now, eat your breakfast. Yeah, eat your breakfast. I've got a bet writing that says you can't get it down. LAUGHTER Agnes, leave him alone. So Edwin, eat your breakfast. Let
4: Agnes eat
8: it. You should live
7: so
4: long. <laughs> oh,
7: this has been a great morning. Where's
4: my hat? Goodbye, Lily.
7: Edwin, won't you just phone Max and congratulate him? Lily,
4: I'm through with the theatre. Finished. Oh, by the way, catch my Uncle Goodhart program. Uh, today, I nurse a cocker spaniel back to health. <laughs> ah, then it opens its eyes and sees me. It's the best thing I've ever done. Goodbye. <laughs>
8: i got to catch that program when the Cocker Spaniel opens its eyes and sees him. (laughs) It'll be interesting to listen to a dog go mad from coast to
7: coast. Oh, Agnes, Agnes. Do you realize what's happening to my husband? He's lost his interest in the theater. He's not planning on ever going back to it. That's the first good news the theater's had in years. (laughs) Nonsense. If he was offered a good part in a play that would stimulate his interest, he... Agnes, where's my coat? Where are you going? Mm -hmm. To the Rogers and Hammerstein office. I'm going to see Max Garland.
3: No, Miss Kovac, I can't audition any more people. If there's anybody out there, please tell. What? Who? Mrs. Montague? Send her right in. Gad, I haven't seen you. Lily. Lily! Hello, Max. Look at her, beautiful as ever. Who would think that for the last twenty-five years you've been married to the thing?
6: <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, Max, I just dropped by to congratulate you on your new job. How do you like it? Like it? It's like a vacation. A vacation? After fifteen years with your husband working in a salt mine, it'd be a vacation. <laughs>
7: Now Max, let's not start getting excited again.
3: You're right, Lily. It's past and gone. Fifteen years of producing plays, starring your husband. Yes, the years just went. Yes, and my stomach went with them. <laughs> Lily, my picture's been in the medical journal. I had a new disease, Montagueitis.
6: <laughs> oh,
3: easy, Max. Do you know what Montagueitis is, Lily? beards before your eyes <laughs> you come home to kiss your wife she's wearing a beard your baby has a beard your dog has a beard I couldn't take it anymore Lily I, I couldn't take it Oh Max I'm sorry Lily but uh, just talking about it brought back the old symptoms that why Lily what Max what a lovely beard <laughs>
7: Oh, stop it, Max. Let's talk about you. I read that you're casting the touring company of South Pacific for Rodgers and Hammerstein.
3: It's a cinch. Every actor in town wants to play the French planter, the part Ezio Pinza plays.
7: Oh, you have to be careful who you get for that. You're telling me. And that's a part that calls for a great actor. He must be elderly, but yet have that mature appeal. That's right. He must know how to speak French. I know. He must have a reputation on the stage to be able to be an attraction. Pretty tough. Max, it just came to me. What? Max, there's only one man in the world who could play that part. Who? Edwin Montague. Ah! Max!
3: <laughs> Lily, I'm on the road back to health. I can't take jokes like that.
7: Max, I'm serious. You're working for Rodgers and Hammerstein. Now, their success has been based on throwing away convention and being daring. What do you mean? Look at South Pacific. They took Ezio Pinza, an opera star, and put him in a musical comedy. So? So you can be just as daring by taking Edwin Montague, the greatest living Shakespearean actor, and putting him in South
3: Pacific. Edwin Montague in South Pacific? The whole idea's crazy. Well, Maybe it is. But think, Max. What if it works? Yeah, what if it works?
7: Oh, no, Lily. Jack, she has the voice, the bearing, the experience. Lily. It's a daring move in the tradition of Rogers and Hammerstein, and you thought of it, Max. I thought of yes, it. She has the name, people. Remember, think of the critics in love in the box office.
8: Coming. Oh, it's you. Hello,
4: Agnes. Where's Lily? She's out. Where'd she go?
8: Who knows? Reno, if she's
4: smart. Agnes, why don't you surprise us for Mother's Day and quit?
6: <laughs>
4: By the way, did you hear my Uncle Goodheart broadcast this afternoon?
8: Yeah. I gotta admit, it was sensational.
4: Well, not bad, eh?
8: That last speech when the Cocker Spaniel opened his eyes.
4: Now, you mean, life is back, little one. Once more to see the sun come up, the trees, the flowers, the open sky. That's it. Best speech I ever had to say.
8: Oh, did you say it? I thought it was the Cocker Spaniel.
4: <laughs> Agnes, would you be interested in a proposition whereby your day off becomes permanent? <laughs> Why my wife insists on having you in the house. That must be Lily. I'll
8: get it. Hello, Agnes. Hello, honey. Oh, Edwin, you're back from the broadcast. Don't get near him. He may have fleas. <laughs> uh,
4: hello, Lily. Close the door. Wait, wait. I have a surprise for you. A surprise? Yes.
8: Come in, Max.
4: Hello, Edwin. Oh, no. Hello, Max.
8: That sounds like Mr. Gimble meeting Mr. Macy.
6: <laughs>
8: well, uh, let's sit down. We have so much to talk about.
6: Have we?
7: <laughs> oh, Edwin, we have good news for you. You
6: yeah.
7: have? Max has a wonderful idea.
6: You yeah.
7: have? Now, Edwin, you listen. Max is here to offer you one of the greatest starring roles on Broadway.
4: A starring role, Max? Yeah.
7: Edwin, this is something new. A character that just fits you.
3: He's an elderly man. Elderly? But with great charm, sex appeal, savoir-faire. Really? Mm-hmm.
4: Continental type. Talks French. Talks French? Bon appétit, monsieur. ministres intègres. Conceive vertueur. Voilà, profession.
8: Translation, your father's mustache.
4: Uh, what's the name of the play, Max? South Pacific. Never heard of it. Who wrote it?
7: Oh.
4: Rogers and Hammerstein. Never heard of them.
7: Oh, Edwin, you've been away too long. It's the biggest hit on Broadway.
3: It's been running for two years. What is it? Drama? Melodrama? Tragedy? Well, Edwin... Yeah? It's a musical comedy. You know, singing and dancing. Singing and dancing.
8: <clears throat> Excuse me, I have a pretzel in the oven. <laughs> Now, Edwin...
4: Max Garland, leave this house. Edwin, listen. He wasn't content to have brought my Shakespearean career to an untimely end. He now wants me to end my days as a chorus, boy.
7: Edwin, you're being ridiculous. Now, Max...
4: I'm starting to see beards again.
7: Edwin, it's a play that won the Pulitzer Prize. Lily, I don't care.
3: The Pulitzer Prize? Montague, it's a play with great depth and feeling.
8: The part you play made pins of the biggest star on Broadway.
4: Yeah, if it made a star out of an opera singer, imagine what I could do with it when I give it the famous Montague Touch. Better known as the kiss of death.
7: Edwin, <laughs> we have no time to lose. You must study the part till that when Max takes you to the director, nothing can go wrong.
4: Usual comedy with my voice and sex appeal. Look <laughs> at the years I wasted doing Shakespeare. <laughs>
2: We'll be back with the magnificent Montague in just a moment. The next time you suffer from pains of headache, neuritis, and neuralgia, take Anacin. You'll bless the day you heard of this incredibly fast way to relieve these pains. Now, the reason Anacin is so wonderfully fast-acting and effective is this. Anacin is like a doctor's prescription. That is, Anacin contains not just one, but a combination of medically proven active ingredients in easy-to-take tablet form. Thousands of people have received envelopes containing Anacin tablets from their own dentist or physician. And in this way, discover the incredibly fast relief Anacin brings from pains of headache, neuritis, or neuralgia. So the next time a headache strikes, take Anacin for this wonderfully fast relief. Allison, Anacin. A-N-A-C-I-N. Anacin comes in handy boxes of 12 and 30, economical family-sized bottles of 50 and 100. Get Anacin at any drug counter. And now, back to the magnificent Montague. Theatrical history is in the making. Montague, the bulwark of the Shakespearean theater, is preparing himself to take over the Ezio pinza role of the French planter in South Pacific. He is rehearsing.
4: la vie est belle? Pourquoi la vie est belle? Dites-moi, pourquoi, chère mademoiselle? Est-ce que, parce que, vous m'aimez?
7: Oh, Edwin, lovely. That
8: was lovely, wasn't it, Agnes? Harry Como ain't going to lose any sleep. <laughs>
7: Edwin, it sounds wonderful.
8: It does,
4: doesn't it?
8: Why, it sounds you sound just like Finza. When Finza has laryngitis.
4: Lily, call one of the elevator boys and have him walk, Agnes.
6: (laughs) Now, remember, Edwin,
7: when Max takes you to meet Rogers and Hammerstein's director, Mr. Brooks, please. Oh, that's Max. I'll let him in. Hi, Max.
4: Hello, Agnes.
7: Hello, Max. Edwin already knows the part, even the songs.
4: He does, huh? Would you like to hear me sing a few of the songs,
3: Max? No, 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 no,
7: no.
3: <laughs> I'll hear you at the audition later. Sort of get it all in one lump.
7: <laughs> <laughs> well, we'd better get going. Is everything arranged, Max?
3: Yeah, the director, Benton Brooks, is expecting us. He'll have a piano player there.
8: I'll get it. The residents of HO e. Montague. Hello. <laughs> Who? No kidding. Why don't you get into town? <laughs> sure, come right up. <laughs> oh, stop that. All right here. Mm. What? Can't you at least wait until you get up here? <laughs> no, I won't run away.
4: Uh, what a disgusting exhibition.
6: <laughs>
4: Who was that, Agnan?
6: Your father. Oh. <laughs> Oh,
4: no, what is he doing in town?
3: Old Cyril Montague? Is he still around? He must be pushing 200. And
7: a
8: girl still isn't safe around him. Uh,
4: Let's slip out the back door.
8: Edwin, he's your father. And the retired and undefeated monarch of the Shakespearean stage. Let's get out of here.
3: Lily, he
4: just lives to make trouble for me. Edwin, I'd just like to stay and say hello to old Cyril. It'll be fun. Max, do you remember how much fun it was when he'd drop in the middle of our rehearsals telling me how to act, you how to produce, the director how to direct? I remember. Where's the back door?
8: There
3: he is. Oh, we're trapped.
8: I'll get the door. Hello, Mr. Montague.
5: Agnes, my passion flower. Come here, you lovely wench. Give me a kiss.
8: Uh, Let me go. Let me go. Oh, he pinched me. Hello, Dad.
5: Dad, Lily, you get more ravishing every day. Kiss me, you little devil.
8: <laughs> Watch him, honey. He pinches like a lobster. Uh, Dad, you remember Max Garland?
5: Hello, Cyril. Dad, Max, are you still alive? Yeah. <laughs> well, where's Edwin? Where's that boy of mine? Hello, yeah. Hello
6: Garland. <laughs>
4: Hello,
5: Father. It's awfully nice of you to drop here. Hello, Father. It's awfully nice of you to drop in. Half my life I spent trying to teach him how to talk like an actor, and what comes
4: out? Hello, Father. Oh, please, Dad. Please, Dad. Don't stop
5: that
6: again.
7: Oh, leave Edwin alone, Dad. This is a big day for him. He's going to audition for a part in a play.
5: Montague has to audition? Isn't the name of Montague enough to get the part? Oh, Dad! Oh, Dad!
6: <laughs> For
5: five generations, Montagues have refused to audition in order to get a part. Some never work a day in their lives, but they never audition. <laughs>
6: now, Lily,
4: try and explain. And Dad, uh,
7: this is a very important role. It's completely different from any role he's ever played. Different? Yes. It's called South Pacific.
4: South Pacific.
5: Egad! They've discovered a new play by Shakespeare.
7: Dad, South Pacific has nothing to do with Shakespeare.
5: A Montague in a play that has nothing to do with Shakespeare. Uh, Dad, if you let me. Hush! Mind your manners, son. (laughs)
6: Lily,
5: if this South Pacific is not by Shakespeare, what is it?
7: Well, Dad, times have changed. Come, come,
5: come, come! What is it? A musical comedy.
6: Agnes! Agnes, get some water. Get some water. Never mind.
5: Never mind, I'm all right. I'm all right. It's just just that it's hard for a father to face the fact that his son is a no-talent bum. Oh, please, father. Don't go, please, father. (laughs) A Montague in a musical comedy. Father. Let me go. From this day on, I shall wear a black band on my sleeve. My son is dead. Mr. Montague, South Pacific. Get away from me, Max. There's blood on your hands. You took my Edwin, a clean American boy, and led him astray.
3: But, Mr. Montague, if you'll
5: only. Throwing my boy, a Montague, on a stage to dance and sing with half-naked huzzies.
7: Now, Dad, this is ridiculous. South Pacific is a beautiful and dramatic production.
5: Don't tell me about musical comedies. I've seen all of them. The Floridora sextet, madcap Mitzi, sliding Billy Watson's beef Trust girls, getting Gertie's garter, those huzzies in tights, kicking and carrying on and uh and uh, that is not for my boy
7: Dad if
3: you'd only see for yourself yes Mr. Montague here's a ticket for today's matinee of South Pacific you'll see what
4: we mean yes daddy you just yes dad if you just <laughs> Dad, what a stupid brat. Now, look, father, nobody asked for your advice in the first place. I'm old enough to make up my own mind, and I don't need any help from you.
7: Talking to your father like that.
4: Edwin,
5: go to your room.
3: (laughs) Now, wait a minute. They're waiting to hear him audition. Let's go. Oh,
7: believe me, Dad, it's the right thing for Edwin. Now you take that ticket and see South Pacific. We'll meet you here for dinner.
5: For 96 years, I've kept the name of Montague clean. And now my own son in a musical comedy. He, he'll send me to an early grave. <laughs>
7: Yes, Agnes. Come in, gentlemen.
4: I told you, Max, it was a ridiculous idea, Montague in a musical comedy. It was an idea. We'll find something for you, won't we, Brooke? Oh, definitely, but for South Pacific, you must admit, Mr. Montague, the role calls for... Well, I know, I know, a much younger man.
7: Edwin, I hope you're not disappointed. Well,
4: a little, Lily, but it would have been ridiculous, those love scenes. It would have been unbelievable. Unbelievable. Young girl singing to me, I gotta wash that man right out of my hair. <laughs> <laughs> Awfully nice of you to invite me up for dinner to meet the great Cyril Montague. He was my boyhood idol. But
7: <laughs> well, Dad should be back from seeing South Pacific. Where
4: till you hear what he says about your South Pacific. He won't be your idol anymore. Dad's of the old school. And so am I, Lily. He's right. Montague means Shakespeare. That's the old man. Get ready for some snarling criticism.
8: Hello, Dad. Some and some evening.
6: he will
4: meet a stranger. Dad? Dad, how'd you
7: like
4: the show? Bunny
5: High
6: will call you Bunny High.
5: Father, don't
4: tell me you liked South Pacific. Liked
5: it? It's the greatest show I've ever seen. And to think my son will star in it? That's just it, Dad. I'm not in it. You're not in it? You were right. Musical comedy isn't for me. Then what is for you? Heavens knows Shakespeare wasn't. I remember you. To be or not to be—that is the question. of all, I still get nauseous when I think of it. Will you
4: please stop? It wasn't because of my acting. I'm just too old for the part. Too old? An actor is never too old. Well, this particular part called—no for... matter what it called
5: for, it can be altered. Altered? Egad! I played Huckleberry Finn at the age of
6: sixty-three.
5: <laughs> I made a few slight changes. I merely made Huckleberry Finn a fun-loving middle-aged boy. (laughs) Nonsense.
4: Nonsense, is it? But, Mr. Montague, South Pacific can't be changed now. Who is this man?
7: Dad, this is Mr. Benton Brooks, who is directing the auditions for South Pacific. Mr. Montague, this is the proudest moment of my life.
5: I never dreamed I'd ever meet my idol, Mr. Brooks. You have a very good show there. But if you'll step into Edwin's den with me for a few moments, I think I could show you with a few little changes. You'll excuse us,
3: please. Of course, Dan. Gosh, who'd ever think I'd be talking to Cyril Montague? Well,
5: this way. <laughs> now take that sensual character.
3: Oh, Edwin, your
7: father just won't give up.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Trying to change South Pacific. Oh. <laughs>
7: so, Lily, don't laugh. Oh, but Edwin, Brooks isn't going to change a play that's been a smash hit for years.
4: That's not it, Lily. you realize what's happening? My father, first time in his life, is doing something for me. He's fighting for me. Lily, a thought just struck me. It frightens me.
7: Well, what is it, Eddie?
4: Lily, I, I think my father likes me.
6: Oh.
3: <laughs> of
4: course he does. Here they come.
3: Max, get Rogers and Hammerstein on the phone at once.
4: But why? Don't ask questions. Get them on the phone. Mr. Mother, you, it's amazing that we never saw it that way. Well, you were so close to the play. What is it? Just two minutes with your father and I found out what was wrong with South Pacific. Something oh. is wrong with South Pacific? Wrong. It's glaring. The central character, the French planter, is wrong. He should be an old hermit. That's me. The way the party is now, I'm not too old for it. The way the party is now, you're too young. Too young. But the way you describe the character, well, there's only one man who could possibly play it. Younger than springtime.
6: Oh, no,
4: Father, you wouldn't take the part. He isn't getting it. I just phoned. The part's already been cast. Well, Father, aren't you
5: ashamed of yourself? Edwin, it's time you learned. You come from an acting family, and to an actor, a good part. Is thicker than blood. That's my pop.
2: Here's a word from RCA Victor It's good company anywhere. Yes, anywhere, anytime. There's fun at your fingertips with an RCA Victor portable radio. At home or away from home, on your bedside table or at the beach, it's great to own the pick of the portables at RCA Victor. You'll enjoy that extra range. You'll rave about the tone, thanks to RCA Victor's exclusive Golden Throat Tone System. Yet your RCA Victor portable boasts a compactness and lightness you never dreamed possible. Most important of all... You get the strongest reception ever achieved on battery operation. Because RCA's radio batteries are tube rated and radio engineered for long, strong listening life. Yes, on every count, an RCA Victor portable radio is good company anywhere. Take your pick of the beautifully styled models at your RCA Victor dealers everywhere. <laughs> Listen again next week, friends, to The Magnificent Montague, the Saturday night transcribed feature on NBC's all-star festival of comedy, music, mystery, and drama. Brought to you by Chesterfield, the cigarette that has for you what every smoker wants. Mildness plus no unpleasant aftertaste. By Anacin for fast relief from pain of headache, neuritis, or neuralgia. And by RCA Victor, world leader in radio, first in recorded music, first in television. The Magnificent Montague was written by Nat Hyken and Billy Friedberg. Ann Seymour was Lily. Pert Kelton was Agnes. Art Carney as Cyril. Also heard were Johnny Gibson and John Griggs. This is Don Pardo speaking. Listen tomorrow evening for The Big Show with Tallulah Baghead as Mistress of Ceremonies, the Sunday night feature of the All-Star Festival.
5: Tomorrow, Margaret Truman visits the big show. Next, your hit parade on NBC.
6: plus.